Welcome to The L Word, your go-to podcast for all things dating, relationship advice, and navigating the in-between. I'm Ellie, your host. Let's have a chat. I thought it was only fitting to share my own story to kick off this relationship podcast. 2023 for me was the most difficult year I've ever had and ended in a broken engagement, many, many tears, and right at the bottom of the barrel. It's been a year of growth, but it's also been a year that I was so excited to say goodbye to and farewell to. I'll set the scene and tell my story and then we'll move on because I feel like this story needs to be told in my own way and it's now been six months since it all went down and I'm finally ready to share. So my ex-partner and I met in the UK playing AFL. He was English and I'm Australian if you can't tell from the accent and it was love at first sight pretty much. We were inseparable. We moved in after only dating for three months and I think we dropped the L word maybe one month into dating or less. It did feel right though and it never felt rushed. It was right for us. We lived in the UK for a year together um, and then we moved to Australia after only dating for a year. During those times, we traveled, we saw the world, we lived with my parents for a bit, we got our own place, and life was great. Last year, he proposed while we were in Portugal with his family, and it was beautiful and lovely. Um, And that was in July last year, so July 2022, and... It was a really exciting time. We'd been together for four years by then and I'd already planned most of the wedding, let's be honest, as us gals do. It was such a beautiful and exciting time in our lives and I just remember thinking life doesn't get much better than this. I found my soulmate, I found my person and I found myself. Fast forward to December Um, And we'd organized for my parents and I and him to fly over to the UK to meet his parents. This was a really, really expensive trip. We went to Finland, uh, we went to Dublin and a few um, other places as well. It was a lot of money, basically. We went over there, everything was great. Parents met, everyone loved everyone as I expected that they would. And it it just added to the excitement. I was so in love and so excited for this new chapter to begin. So then we get to the start of 2023. I had a really difficult year with work as well in 2023. I had struggles there. Um, they were hard. It was a it was a hard year. Anyway, the wedding was scheduled for the 17th of September, and it was going to be in the Hunter Valley at a beautiful winery. And, you know, we went and looked at the, the destination. We actually both cried. It was so beautiful. We had booked in um, the honeymoon. We were going to go to the Maldives in Singapore. We'd booked in the flowers. I'd bought my dress. We'd bought our custom wedding bands. Everything was paid for and ready to go. We'd just um, chosen our first dance song or just about I'd written my vows. <laughs> and as you can imagine we were ready to get married. It was, it was happening. The invitations were sent out. The seating chart was arranged. 
my uncle made us some amazing custom furniture that I still have. <laughs> but yeah, everything was organized and ready to go. Two and a half months before the wedding, we were moving back in with my parents. Our lease on our townhouse had run out and we were having difficulties there as well. And we decided that we'd move back in with my parents to try and save some money. We were saving for a house. That was a goal that we both had together and it was looking achievable, especially um, if we moved in with my parents. So that's what we did and that's what we planned to do. And I'll never forget this day and what I'm about to share with you because I think no one really talks about, if this has happened to you, I'm so sorry because this was truly the worst day of my life. I I didn't think I'd get through this. So this morning, it's a Thursday morning. I'd taken the day off work um, as a moving day and so had he. And we walked down to our favorite cafe, holding hands. Um, We ate acai bowls. I'm giving you all the details here. Uh, We had our little puppy, Lola, with us. And we were talking about the move, about buying a house um and that was kind of the first the first little thing that went wrong that day I remember him saying oh I don't want to I don't want to talk about that I just want to focus on the move and I was like okay great I can work with that now we walked back to our place and I could just feel something something was off so when we got back I said you know we're getting married in two and a half months is there something is there something that you need to talk about? Said he needed to talk to his parents. I, I was really confused why all of a sudden he couldn't talk to me. We were getting married in two and a half months and he just said he needed to speak to his parents. But I remember looking him in the eyes and going, but we're okay, aren't we? And he looked at me and he said, I don't know. The drop in my stomach, the feeling of... Oh, it makes me feel sick thinking about it now, to be honest. Um, to hear those words uttered from your fiancé two and a half months before your wedding is something you never want to hear. And so he went out for a walk. And of course, his parents were in the UK, so we couldn't. he couldn't talk to them for like eight hours. So he kind of stayed away um, while we were trying, while he was trying to work through his own things. And I stayed at home and just was so sick I was vomiting I couldn't call anyone because I was like he must just be having a mental breakdown right now there's no way on earth that this is happening this is this doesn't happen this doesn't happen to people as it turns out it does (laughs) anyway I waited for eight hours I tried to talk to him during that time I begged I pleaded I offered to call the wedding off. I said we could just date. I said, was it moving in with my parents because we didn't need to do that? There were so many things that I tried to offer him and just slowly ripped away little parts of my soul as I did. I offered to move to the UK. That wasn't something I wanted to do, but for this person, I would have done anything. And I was kind of met with this blankness and at one point he said he couldn't see a future with me anymore during these conversations and that was probably the worst thing you could hear from someone that you were getting married to very soon 
I'm not going to go more into the depth of the conversations that happened because I think, you know, there's a level of privacy to those, but he eventually came back and he'd been speaking to his parents on the phone for, I don't know, an hour and a half, two hours. And I'd just been at home in a ball, sobbing, not knowing what to do or how to process it. And he came in and he said, I think you should sit down. And I could just see in his eyes straight away, he'd, he'd made this decision. And I said, I'm not, I'm not sitting down. I said, just, just tell me. And he looked at me and I'll never forget it. And he said, I can't do this. And I said, you can't, you can't do what? And he said, all of it. Still a horrible story to recount. That's why I'm only doing this once. And then I just saw red and I couldn't, I couldn't even talk to him. I think maybe I screamed. Um, and then I grabbed Lola and got in the car and drove straight to my parents' house because they had to know. I think I remember saying to him, like, this is, this is your one chance because I'm, I'm going over to my parents' place now. And I knew when he didn't try to stop me that it was over. So that, that car ride over to my parents' house was just the worst 15 minutes of my life ever. And I remember getting there and this is probably the most traumatic part was telling my parents that he'd broken up with me completely out of the blue. There was, when I say guys, there were no warning signs. The weekend before he broke up with me, we went out and bought our wedding perfumes, our fragrances We were shopping for like three hours, helping each other choose what we were going to wear on our wedding day. And then four days later, all of this happens. So I was completely caught off guard. So I'm sure as you can imagine, telling my parents was horrific. You know, their eldest daughter was engaged to someone that they loved dearly, that they cared for. They treated him like a son. They let him live with us. And... Telling them that news was sickening. Just, I get emotional talking about it now, not because of what happened to me, but what they had to go through as well. Because, you know, in that relationship, there was my partner and I, but my family played such a pivotal role, especially when we moved over back to Australia. They cared for him. They did anything and everything to help. So... That was just awful, 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 awful. And I hope none of you ever have to go through that. But we got through it. And so after that, I had a couple of days apart. I stayed with my parents. Um, He stayed with in our old place. I had the dog. And then he came over two days later. And there was still a part of me. I hadn't told anyone except my parents by now. And there was still this part of me that was hoping, praying um, that he, you know, maybe he'd had a mental snap and he just wasn't sure because how could you go from shopping for wedding perfumes to a few days later <laughs> breaking up with someone? Anyway, I digress. He came over and I'd written out a list of questions, you know, as a former journalist, That's what you do. You have your questions ready to go. And 
I got all the, well, I didn't get any answers, but I got all the answers I needed to hear. He'd been feeling this way for six months since before our parents met and he just couldn't communicate it. And that to me is the worst part of all of this. But I'm not here to put negative words on that person. I'm here to tell my story and that's what I'm doing. So it was atrocious hearing that, that he'd been feeling that way for six months and couldn't tell me. He'd just been pulling away from me without me knowing, apparently. And, you know, I understand in relationships, people can fall out of love. It happens. But it for me, the the thing I still have difficulty thinking about is how he could not say something for six months. Anyway, at the end, I remember looking him in the eyes because I think I knew this was it. This, this wasn't happening. It wasn't going to happen. And I said, do you still love me? And he looked at me. And he said, I don't think so. And that for me was just, whoa, (laughs) that was heartbreaking in every single way possible. And from there, after all of this, you know, him and I sat down again and we spoke about our assets and that I'd keep the dog and that he'd keep furniture and all these different things. But those, this, this all happened within a span of four, maybe five days. In those days, I didn't eat a thing. I couldn't even keep water down. I didn't sleep a wink. And it was like becoming a zombie where I couldn't even function. I couldn't couldn't look after myself because I was just praying and hoping. I'm not a religious person, but I was praying every night. So those first few days were horrific. And then the long journey to recovery started. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of The L Word. I really appreciate it and I can't wait to record more. If you enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe, leave a review or share the love on socials. You'll find me on Instagram at at the.l.word and L is of course E-L-L-E or you can also find me at Live With L. Stay tuned for part two, The Aftermath.